Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Ukraine's President Zelensky has challenged President Biden on multiple occasions to step up and meet the moment. The President made some new announcements today. Will they be enough? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, the headlines today have been centered around President Biden's announcement from this morning. Some additional aid packages, both militarily and also financially, going to Ukraine. We'll break all of that down as we explore what the president said, how it matches what President Zelensky has called for, and what the path forward is, what the prospects are in Ukraine as Russia continues to pivot towards the Donbass region, as uh, Mariupol continues to be in dire straits, and as Russia uh, really prepares for a more significant offensive, I think, in the eastern part of Ukraine. And the big question is where President Biden is able to lead. Uh, I think what he did today were the right things to be sure. I think there's a lot of things that are going to have to be dealt with by Congress when they get back in session next Monday. And then what will the rest of Europe and the rest of our allies do in the wake of all of that? So I want to break down the president's uh, conversation from this morning, the announcements that he made. And uh, so let's begin. The president announced uh, specifically what the U.S. will do. Another round of military aid, this package uh, going to Ukraine. I'm announcing another $800 million to further augment Ukraine's ability to fight in the east in the Donbass region. This package includes heavy artillery weapons. Dozens of howitzers and a hundred. It also includes more tactical drones. So I think as you look at all of those uh, components, there the howitzers in particular give Ukraine uh, some added firepower and some range in terms of being able to impact uh, what Russia is doing as they continue to try to stream into that Donbas region. President Biden also announced, and I think this was every bit as significant, that he would also be sending additional economic aid to Ukraine. We're also demonstrating our support for the people of Ukraine. Today, the United States is announcing that we intend to provide an additional $500 million in direct economic assistance to the Ukrainian government. This brings our total economic support for Ukraine to $1 billion in the past two months. This is money the government can help use to stabilize their economy, to support communities that have been devastated by the Russian onslaught, and pay the brave workers that continue to provide essential services to the people of Ukraine. 
I don't think we've talked enough about the economic assistance that's been going in. As the president noted, it's up to $1 billion total over the, just the past two months. And the reason that is so significant, the message it sends to the Ukrainian people uh, in terms of them being able to just be paid for working, for rebuilding some of these communities, to pay the brave workers, the essential service providers, uh, that has to give them more hope and more confidence that they are seen that they are being heard and that there is assistance there that will help them in the short term so they can continue to do their jobs, but also that they have hope and an economic uh, outlook for the future. President Biden then went on to announce that the U.S. would ban Russian ships from our ports. This is significant in terms of further isolating Vladimir Putin and Russia from the rest of the world. Today, I'm announcing that the United States will ban Russian-affiliated ships from our ports as they did in Europe. That means no ship, no ship that sails under the Russian flag or that is owned or operated by a Russian interest will be allowed to dock in the United States port or access our shores. None. None. Uh, So I think that one's important, uh, especially because Europe had already done this. Uh, So this was the U.S. following Europe's lead. And it's such an interesting and challenging component, uh, both for the U.S. and for Europe. Because ever since the the fall of the the wall and the collapse, the, the ending of the Cold War, all the efforts in Europe in particular have been about incorporating Russia into it to make sure that there were ties, that there was economic uh, exchanges going on both ways. Uh, and now this is a real pivot to go back to this isolation move. But I think this is significant. I think that was an important part of what the president said today. Finally, the president announced a new program to help streamline the process of getting Ukrainian refugees into the U.S. Today, I'm announcing a program Unite for Ukraine, a new program to enable Ukrainians seeking refuge to come directly from Europe to the United States. This new humanitarian parole program will complement the existing legal pathways available to Ukrainians, including immigrant visas and refugees processing. It will provide an expedient channel for secure legal migration from Europe to the United States for Ukrainians who have a U.S. sponsor, such as a family or an NGO. This program will be fast, it will be streamlined, and will ensure the United States honors its commitment to go to the the people of Ukraine and need not go through our southern border. Uh, And the the last thing the president said there, again, not a lot of people caught that, uh, because the administration also announced today that they were going to stop allowing Ukrainians coming through Mexico, coming through the southern border to have special exemption status uh, so that they, uh, they're they not able to uh, do that. We know there's been uh, over a million times that Title 42 uh, has been invoked uh, to keep people out over the course of the pandemic. And almost all of those have been people from Central America. And then suddenly there was this uh, free pass given for those who coming through Mexico from Ukraine. Uh, and so the administration has stopped that. It is important that the in the president's announcement, uh, he is allowing Ukrainians to, to make these asylum petitions from wherever they are. Wherever they are in Europe, they can do it there, have the paperwork processed there, and then they can confidently come to the United States. This was part of a, an ongoing commitment that the U.S. would be taking Ukrainian refugees as well. So I think that was a significant piece from the president today as well, streamlining that process while 
uh, getting rid of the exemption on the southern border, uh, creating a better path and a faster process for those coming in from Europe. Uh, President Biden also said that the United States uh, is the one that's facilitating the transfer of weapons and aid to Ukraine from a number of other countries inside of Europe. We're facilitating, we're the outfit facilitating the significant flow of weapons and systems to Ukraine from other allies and partners around the world, like the S-300 long-range anti-aircraft systems that Slovakia recently transferred to Ukraine. We are getting them in there. We won't always be able to advertise everything we, uh, that our partners are doing to support Ukraine and fight for freedom. But to modernize Teddy Roosevelt's famous advice, sometimes we will speak softly and carry a large javelin because we're sending a lot of those in as well. All right. So a little humor there by the president. Uh Speak softly and carry a large javelin. Those javelin uh, missiles have been uh, an important part of Ukrainian defense uh, as they have gone through and been able to push Russia back in so many ways. The president went on to say that the U.S. Uh, is a big reason why Ukraine has been able to keep Russia from moving in swiftly, taking Kiev, the capital city, and dominating the country as a whole. Every American taxpayer... Every member of our armed forces can be proud of the fact that our country's generosity and the skill and service of our military helped arm and repel Russia's aggression in Ukraine. To beat back Putin's savagery that tried to seize Ukraine's capital and wipe out Ukraine's government. The Battle of Kiev was a historic victory for the Ukrainians. It was a victory for freedom won by the Ukrainian people with unprecedented assistance by the United States and our allies and our partners. And finally, the president talked about unity and the important messages that are clearly being sent to Vladimir Putin uh, in Russia. Our unity at home, our unity with our allies and partners and our unity with the Ukrainian people is sending an unmistakable message to Putin. He will never succeed in dominating and occupying all of Ukraine. He will not. That will not happen. Putin is banking on us losing interest. That's been my view. You heard me say this from the beginning. He was counting on NATO, European Union, our allies in in Asia, cracking, moving away. He's betting on Western unity will crack. He's still betting on that. And once again, we're going to prove him wrong. We will not lessen our revolve. We're going to continue to stand with the brave and proud people of Ukraine. We will never fail in our determination to defend freedom and oppose tyranny. So there you have it. That's uh, President Biden this morning uh, talking about new aid packages, both economic, 500 million, also 800 uh, in military assistance. Uh, But important messages, I think, to the people of Ukraine, to the government of Ukraine and to our allies and to our enemies around the world. Stay with us. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. With Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. 
You can binge all of the episodes of Hope and Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.